Welcome to today's episode of Confessions of a Cleaning Business Owner. Today, I'm Louise Traherne and I'm joined with Leslie Spellman. She was known as the Clutter Fairy. She runs a very successful professional organising business and now is the star of the Declutter Hub. Welcome, Leslie. Oh, the star of the Declutter Hub. I like that. I don't think Ingrid, my business partner, will be very happy with that. But yeah, I'm one half of the Declutter Hub. So thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's exciting to see you again because we've known each other for quite a while, right? We have. And I was going to bring this up. So we first met 12 years ago at Handbags and Briefcases, which probably no one's ever heard of. And I don't think it's still going, is it? No, it is. It absolutely is still going. Yeah. So that is a local networking group. Um, And I met you and I was like, what's this decluttering malarkey 12 years ago? I'd never heard of it. So tell me more. What is decluttering? How did you get into it? Because 12 years ago, it wasn't really an industry here, was it? No, it was it was definitely an industry in the States and it has started to become an industry down sort of around London. But up in the northwest of England, it really wasn't a thing. I lived in America in my kind of early 30s and that's where I first came across it. And so I had the the kind of seed was sown a little bit when I was in the States. And then I came back, kind of settled back into the UK um, bought a, a, a house that, that was completely derelict. So a kind of five bedroom Victorian house that's completely derelict that needed to be refurbished from the ground up really. And it was a really interesting one because the house was in a very, very sorry state. And what unfolded was that it had been lived in by somebody that had hoarding behaviours. And so people used to go, I mean, I mean, I'm talking completely derelict, you know, a real state. And so, of course, people in the neighbourhood who had been walking past this home that was in a bit of a sorry state, we're talking 12 cars in the driveway, we're talking platform planks around the outside of the property, a really, you know, very hoarded house. And what I realised when people going past, because as the transformation unfolded and it was a kind of year long process, people always wanted to stop and chat to me at the gate and they were very, very disparaging and negative about the person that I lived here. So the guy had, had, had passed away. And what, and I, it really, I really struggled with it, with the negativity about what was absolutely a, a mental health issue. You'd never um, met him, Pardon? You'd never met him. No, I'd never met him, but, but everybody had something to say about him. And everybody had something to say about how terrible it was and how terrible it was on the neighborhood and all these kind of things. And I just felt myself thinking, I just don't like the fact that people are judging this guy so harshly. So the combination of knowing that a professional organizing business existed in America and there, and the fact that I realized that decluttering, you know, we were talking about hoarding there, so something quite serious, was something that people judged harshly. The seed was sown and I thought I want to help people like that. Now, I don't and I didn't intend to start out working just with people with hoarding behaviours. I wanted to go into a more decluttering world, so people with high volumes of clutter. But that's basically where it all started. It started with me realising that people didn't quite get it and were very judgmental and I didn't like that. Oh my goodness. And so I actually ended up doing quite a bit of work with you in the early days when I just stashed out and you you invited me into your then beautiful home. It no longer looked like you just described it. 
and sort of took me under your wing a little bit and was like, Louise, here we go, let's do some cleaning. Um, but from what I saw of some of your decluttering jobs, you weren't dealing with, you know, I definitely, I wasn't involved in a lot of hoarders ones. You were dealing with really quite stunning houses. And I think a lot of people think of professional organizing as your hoarders, you know, working with social services, but that wasn't what I saw it was like. And I'm, I'm sure you had a big variety, but what what is it actually like working as a professional organizer? I think the common thread is really an overwhelm and it's going to affect people in very different ways. And so you're right, just because you've got a beautiful big home, you can still fill it with clutter and the clutter comes from an emotion. So because you feel guilty, because you feel worried, it might come from a place of trauma, which sometimes, which is a little bit more tricky. So sometimes it's very psychological and sometimes it's just because because you something happened to you, which meant you took your eye off the ball for six months, you know, so. Things like that happen all the time that are sent to try us in life. And sometimes our homes are not a priority, whether that is clutter or whether that's cleaning. You know, you see that at the cleaning side of things. I see that at the clutter side of things. The two are very intertwined, of course, and people struggle sometimes to see the difference between the two or to work that out. And I think, but I think it all boils down for me and the and the, the clutter fairy, which is all across the Northwest of England now, and the declutter hub were very emotionally led. So, you know, it's all about why. So why do we have this irrational need to keep hold of something that is not serving us in our current life? And we know that, but yet we find it so difficult to let go of something and that needs to be worked through. We talk a lot about, it's never about the stuff, right? It's never about the stuff. Decluttering an item into a bin bag is a byproduct of the job that we do as declutterers. We're very much about why and delving deep and trying to understand it. Sometimes it's more, it's simple. Some people are like, I'm ready. I just want you to come and help me do the physical stuff because I'm just busy. I'm at work six days a week and I need to get through this fast. And for other people, it's more of a kind of process. It's more of a talk to me about it, empower me to get rid of things and all that kind of stuff. So it's a a fascinating job, which I absolutely love, whether I'm doing it one-to-one in people's houses or whether I'm doing it online. So tell me more about this. So you went from being a professional organizer, doing it um, actually in people's houses. How did the Declutter Hub start and what was that transition like? Yeah, so basically the Clutter Fairy, you know, started out as just me. I was going into people's homes and then it started to expand. And I used to get, you know, once I got over the idea that I was the only person that could do this well, and I kind of went, actually, there's lots of people who are way better than me at doing this um, and got a lovely team together working across the Northwest. It was kind of what net, what's next. And people, we used to get calls from all over the country, all over the world sometimes. Can you come and help me? And so I met my business partner working for the Association of Professional Decoration as an organizers about nine ten years ago and we were like we need to do something let's do something online let's do a course or whatever and basically it kind of snowballed into a weekly podcast and an online membership so what we do with the declutter hub is we take all the learning so exactly the things that I talk to people about when I'm working with them one-to-one in their homes we take that learning and we try and um, deliver that in an online format through challenges through the po- weekly podcast that I've just mentioned. And yeah, and it hits home. And what and the difference really is that with the Declutter Hub, people do that process themselves. So they listen, they come, they learn, they be inspired, they're, they're motivated to do, to go through that transitional journey themselves. Whereas with a professional organizer, even though people are going through those transitions, we're there to definitely help and lead and, and help with the logistics of things. 
And do you think professional organizers almost thank you because you get people ready for that stage and then they can go in and do it wherever in the yeah, world? Yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes people that I just need, you know, there's, there's a limit to, to the, uh, the amount that some people people still feel a little bit stuck. Like I just want to get myself over the line a little bit and just a session with a professional organizer is really going to help me. So yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a fascinating business and I never fail to be, you know, sometimes saddened by the types of things that people have to deal with in life and and what makes them take their eye off the ball as I say with cleaning or with organizing or with tidying and so you know and of course sometimes it's it's not always that kind of thing sometimes it's helping for a house move you know it's a transitional it's a downsize it's so sometimes it's much more practical people who are having a baby are going you know, I need to get my, that home office that needs to be a nursery for the baby. Can you come and help me think about that? Can you think about storage? Can you know, what do I need to do with the wardrobe? Come and help me. You know, these things. And so it's not always very emotionally led, but, you know, sometimes it's much more practical. So we do all anything to do with the home. We're in there and we're all over it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I, I feel for you. And I know definitely listening to the Clean and Tidy show recently, there was a lot about mental health and there's yeah. a lot involved in that. Um, but we've talked about sort of 12 years ago when I first met you compared to now. It's clear the professional decluttering has boomed. Why do you think that that's been quite a fast transition? Why do you think it has boomed? I think that there's been a, a definite change in people's a, attitudes to mental health, people's understanding of the types of things, things like ADHD, things like autism, ASD, all of those kind of things, fibromyalgia. So there's been a much more, uh, you know, open dialogue then about the types of things that cause people to struggle. And so I think that sort of came first and then people become more open to asking for help because that has become more mainstream. So I think if we go back to the sort of 12, 13 years ago that we met Louise, you know, things like a personal trainer, people would still be a little bit like, what oh, do I really want to tell anybody about that? Now people parade oh, that and are quite happy to have a personal trainer. So it's the same thing. Now that the professional organizing world has changed colossally through that time. Um, it was a very secretive thing, and sometimes it still is. People are a little bit embarrassed sometimes that they can't manage to manage their home properly, and um, they don't want to admit that to the outside world. And so often people won't admit that they've got help. The same with cleaning sometimes as well. Some people will openly be happy about that. Some people are like, oh, but I should be able to do this myself, and I don't really want to share that, or it feels very private. And so I think it's it's just, so it's I think it's a shift in society and society's kind of understanding of things like mental health. And actually, it's okay to ask for help in an area of your life that you've not got completely sorted. And I think, you know, understanding that some people are fantastic at certain things in life and are not great at others. You and I are great at um, I'm great at organizing. I'm not actually that good at cleaning, to be fair. I'm all right. I'm all right. I could hold my own. But really, you know, I'm like, well, don't really want to do that. Do you know what I mean? So. You know, it depends on what makes you tick. So, Leslie, we've worked together in the past and we might have the same opinion on this. We might be different. But where is the line between cleaning and organising or decluttering? At what point does a cleaner, bearing in mind a lot of our people listening are going to be professional cleaners, at what point should they be saying, no, this isn't us? Where's that line? I think there are four different things that we need to think about. And I think... For me, the, the lines are very clear, but they're not that clear to a lot of other people. 
Um, so I think that decluttering is that, so I think it's decluttering, organizing, tidying, and cleaning. Those are the four things that need, need to happen in a household for a household to run smoothly. Many other things as well, but let's, let's just talk about those four. So decluttering is the process of deciding what you want to keep and what you want to let go of. And that needs to be fully focused on and can't involve the other things. You can't be organizing, tidying, and cleaning at the same time as you're decluttering. Decluttering is all about decision-making and that's a completely separate role in my opinion, to the role of a sort of standard if there is such a thing cleaner. I think organising is sometimes where the lines get blurred a little bit between client and cleaner, I would say, because I think some clients will have an expectation that organising, which is the kind of putting things where they belong or putting things back where they belong or deciding where things go, should be potentially then done by a cleaner. Uh, and I think so that is a bit of a doubtful sometimes I think you'd agree that's hard and I always say to clients I'm like look I can put it in a pile but that's as far yes. as I can go I you know I can throw all your toys in a box but I can't put them where they're supposed to be because I just don't know exactly and unless it's like really clear and then that it takes a lot of time so you want to be able as a cleaner to do your job well so the decluttering and organizing needs to be out of the way that's why so many people say oh you know I tidy up for the cleaner which is the right thing to do so that the cleaner can then go in and do the job really well and not have to worry about decluttering and organizing and tidying along the way and so tidying is definitely about that resetting you know organizing is about deciding where something goes a place for everything if that makes sense and then the tidying is that daily resetting or weekly resetting and going, the clothes go back in the wardrobe, the kitchen stuff goes back in the cupboard, etc. And certainly, you know, I'm sure the ideal scenario for you as a cleaner would be that the tidying is kind of done for the most part before you go. But I do think there are real blurred lines. And I think one of the big problems for people who feel overwhelmed is that they think of it all together and think my house is upside down. I need to declutter, organize, tidy, clean. I need to do all of those things. Where do I start? The question that we get asked all the time is, um, do I clean before you come as a professional organizer? And we're like, no, it doesn't make any difference to us. And the cleaning comes later once the, the decks are a little bit clearer and stuff like that. So I think there are real blurred lines. And I think, you know, it's so important to understand the difference between those things because they take place at very different times. It's always interesting, obviously, seeing it from a cleaning point of view. And I know recently I went and quoted on a house and I was like, there's nothing for me to actually clean because I can't get to any of your surfaces, which yes. means from a cleaning point of view, it's really easy. But, you know, you need to get this sorted. And that's when really we need you to come in, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, Louise, and that's the way that we've worked in the past, isn't it? Where there have been... Um, instances where I right, I need a deep clean on this house and hopefully that will become a regular clean off you go Louise and your team and you've gone we can't do the cleaning and we need Leslie's team to come in and do the the sort of decluttering and organizing side of things but you know you've got many clients who don't know that a professional organizer existed exists or also that don't know what the remit of a cleaner should be because perhaps they've never had one so it's about education I guess isn't it and that's where consultations with the likes of you with the likes of me or my team come in to kind of explain that process and can I just add here do you know one of the best things that I ever saw that you guys did and it's really simple you'd put up a, a wooden baton with hooks on and you'd labeled every single one of these hooks and people could hang keys on it or a little bag on it or whatever I was like Oh, you know, when it's just the little bits of joy of labeling, I was so impressed. 
I know, and I think we do quite, and, and that sort of thing, and I, th- I think, um, you know, that that's somebody who had MS that was struggling cognitively, so that was probably really kind of very labelled, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it was very depends, labeled. you know, it depends on who it is, you know, but when we've got people that we're working with, with kind of ADHD or any kind of cognitive issues, then we'll really go overboard on the labelling, and some people love labelling regardless of having those things as well, so, and I think the thing is, as a professional organiser, it's our job to go in, to get into the mind of the client and to go, what are you struggling with? What processes work in your house at the moment? What can we change? What doesn't work? What do you think would work? Have we thought about this? And so there's no one size fits all when it comes to professional organizing, as there isn't when it comes to cleaning, because it depends on the, you know, what you're actually playing with. And it's it's just about that bespoke service, it's, which is very client-centered. And so, you know, that's what makes it interesting. Putting stuff into a bin bag is not interesting. Yeah. But thinking about a process, thinking about how that's going to transform someone's life, you know, thinking about how how to facilitate, you know, that person being able to get to a stage of having a weekly cleaner and really changing their whole life. Do you know what I mean? Or being able to get to a stage where their kids can put stuff away for the cleaner to then come and clean. Do you know what I mean? And and so that's the interesting bit about being a professional organizer, really getting into, into the kind of mind and kind of working life of someone and trying to create a process that's going to work for them. And can I say off the back of that, I actually labeled all my kids' drawers. It looks like um, they have no comprehension whatsoever of what should be in their drawers. And to be honest, I wonder whether they do, but yes, labels all over the place. Even if it makes you look, you know, it makes your house look a bit odd, it's so practical. But anyway, um, <laughs> off the labeling a second. Um, what do you think has been the biggest success of the Declutter Hub? Um, I think the fact that we've, well, the biggest success for sure is the podcast. So we're like 260 podcasts in now. We've been going for five years. So it's, 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 um, and we can't believe it. You know, when we started, we were like, oh, let's just talk about this and you know there's always something to talk about you know homes are big things they have a big impact in our lives and I think so there's myself and my business partner and we come at the sort of decluttering things we've got we're very aligned in a lot of things the emotional stuff but Ingrid comes from a background of hotel cleaning and so she was a housekeeper in a hotel for many many years uh, and I'm very kind of psychologically emotionally led and so we we bring different angles into the podcast and we are quite we try to bring the fun into decluttering as oh, well can I say I've I've listened to this Ingrid is amazing I fell in, <laughs> I, I listened to it because of you but yeah. then I fell in love with Ingrid and I was like you are hilarious I know I know I know I listened for half an hour on how to declutter and tidy your underwear drawer it was brilliant <laughs> I was like why am I listening to this but this is so good I know. Well, that's it, because, you know, the, the, the thing is, you know, decluttering, cleaning, you know, these are quite dry subjects that are not, you know, so you have to kind of try and bring a little bit of fun factor as well as education into it. So we just have a laugh. It's just having a chance. So by far, the most successful thing is the podcast. And then leading on from that, when people are a little bit, there are a lot of people who can take what we um, explain on the podcast and run with it and do it for themselves. And that's the aim with the podcast is that there are a lot of people who are like, that's my inspiration. I'm off to do that there are other people who are like oh but what about this and what about that thing so you've explained it like that but I'm not quite sure where I should be doing or what I should be doing or where I should be starting but what about this thing that's specific to me and my house and that's where the membership comes in so we have a membership then that people obviously pay for and we teach people and we guide people step by step throughout the whole house and so the two things combined 
We absolutely love it. We love the global nature of it. We love the type of people that we've got. We've got this fabulous community of people. So we are happy as Larry. We love it. So the success is the successes of our clients and members and not really success for us, you know, kind of, if that makes sense. You're making a difference. Okay, so the opposite end, what are the challenges to the industry at the moment? Um, Do you know, so the decluttering industry, I think, everybody you know like when we talk about tiktok and instagram and like facebook reels and things like that there's a lot of people and and you'll see this as well louise where and this is not to take away from them at all but there's a lot of hacks out there at the moment there's a lot of like 10 second this is how to use a i don't know a dishwasher tablet to fix this big problem that you've got with a frying pan or whatever You can clean a barbecue, you can do your toilet, dishwasher tablets do everything on these tablets. You only need a dishwasher tablet. Uh, yes. You know, like you've got a bit a bit of lemon, a bit of it. I'm like, oh, like do you know what I mean? All I need to do is put a bit of spray on and actually scrub it, right? I feel like you got it's like elbow grease, which is the main thing. But so I think that it's difficult to navigate your way through the amount of content so as a kind of somebody who's like I want to be inspired to declutter I want to inspire to clean my home there's a lot of hacks out there and you can get lost in the noise of that I think as a and go oh but this person said I need to do it this way and then this other clean fluencer which they're called now um, is doing it in a different way and I think that you know, what we want to do is is go, actually, you know, it's not that simple. It needs a process. It needs a structure. You need to think about what you're doing when you can't just randomly go, you know, the podcast, for example, is a bit more random to be frank. You know, it's a bit like this week, it's the underwear drawer. That's what, that's why the membership for people who need more guidance gives them the structure. And so, so I think that's probably, you know, in some ways, it's a fantastic thing for the industry because it's opened up, up, up people's eyes to the fact that the these cleaning hints and tips are there. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's been brilliant. But I think if if you're struggling with overwhelm already, it can become even more overwhelming and people can just switch off from it completely. So I think, it, ironically, the amount of content that's out there detracts from people making progress. Does that make sense? I don't know. It does. It does. And obviously we come across this all the time. And at the moment, we're trying to debunk some of those myths. But but I guess this is sort of where I'm going again. That line, that blurred line between cleaning and uh, professional organizing, when we get online, that line, the differentiator becomes even more blurred because you're talking about clean fluencers actually impacting your industry. And I was going, aren't they impacting ours as, as cleaners? But actually... People really don't see the difference when you're looking online at a quick TikTok video um, and I see clean fluencers. And did you know that is it clean talks the second most searched yeah. term on TikTok? Although that probably changes week by week, but um, it's pretty big. So, um, so yeah, more blurred online, the line between them. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think it's interesting because I, you still feel compelled to watch it, right? So I'm still, even though I'm, I look and go, mm, I don't know if that's going to get you to the end point. But I think it's really interesting. It's entertainment. It's, it's kind of understanding the difference between entertainment and actually practical application of it. It's the same with the TV programs. I love, you know, Stacey's Sort Your Life Out. I think it is it Sort Your Life Out. I think it is, isn't it? Um, Stacey Solomon's TV show. But is that going to get 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 the people in my world over the line with their overwhelm? Because actually. We can't hire a warehouse and put 
all of that stuff out. Do you know what I mean? And so not many people can. And so it's kind of, but that's entertainment and we need to recognize it for entertainment and Instagram reels are entertainment as well. I mean, how many times are we actually taking action from the clean talks or whatever, clean TikToks or whatever that we're seeing? I don't know. I don't, but I do watch them and go, oh, that's good. Oh, I'm going to do that and get a dishwasher table out and fix that. And do you know what I mean? But you've mentioned right at the beginning, you mentioned that actually a lot of what you deal with is the uh, emotions behind it, sometimes mental health issues. What do you think the impact of the online community has had on the emotions that people are feeling? Do you think they're less embarrassed now because it, it is so common to be talking about it? Yeah, I think one of the incredible things at the moment about social media, and we, we definitely, so there are negative sides to it and there are positive sides to it. So, you know, for example, we've got a, a big face, Facebook group with like 20,000 people and we are fierce in there about kindness and things like that because we're like, you're coming in here and judging, you're out. Do you know what I mean? Because we want to foster a community of people where people don't feel embarrassed and don't feel judged and feel that they're amongst like-minded people. And that's so, so important for people, whether that's a mental health issue, whether it's, you know, um, something they're living with, a disability or whatever, to find your people and to feel that you're in a like-minded community of people that get it is so important. And that's the same in the cleaning world as well. You know, big community of people that come together, sharing hints, tips, all that kind of stuff. And so I think that, it, that it's it's lovely to have those communities, but they need to be managed effectively and they need to make sure that there's no toxicity in there or trolling going on. And, that's, and I think that some people are nervous going into those kind of things because a lot of those places are not monitored effectively and things slip through the net. And, you know, you only have to have one person on a, on a bad day. And we, because mental health is a big part of, of um, not every not everywhere, but it is still, it forms a big part of our communities. You know, we also need to be conscious if we're saying that wasn't very kind, what kind of day that person's having. And so we have to treat them with respect, even though they might have been a little bit mean. Does that make sense? And so because you can't just go in on somebody just because they've had a bad day and said one tough thing, you know. It's so hard being admin and you sort of sit there and one person's reported one comment and one person's reported the other. goodness I can't make a decision but anyway we're not going to talk about social media for today and um, we're going to stick to professional organizing but yes it being admin is is great fun but a but a challenge at times yeah definitely um, and if I wanted to get into organizing professional organizing which by the way I actually do not want to get into it but if <laughs> I did, for all the listeners out there um how would they go about it I think it you know I think it's a really interesting thing that you mentioned there Louise because I think a lot of people who are it's going to get be asked for. So if you're a cleaning company um, and you go into a home that's that's slightly cluttered, you know that the the homeowner might say to you, "Can you do some decluttering?" And I think it's it's really so the crossover with that I think is really interesting to understand as a cleaning business, which I know a lot of your listeners are. How do you then navigate that? Because of course you may be able to do cleaning and do professional organising. You might have the skill set for both. But it's recognizing that it's a very different skill set as a cleaner. Mostly you're working independently or or within your own team. Um, As a professional organizer, you're going to be working one to one with the client all the time. So it's very different. You know, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it with them. And so and and because it's a much slower process um, as well, you know, you can be there over several weeks and things like that. And you're making sort of it's different you know, the cleaning. You're going back and doing the same a lot of times, aren't you? And going over it, over it, over it. Do you know what I mean? And so it's kind of, you're making sort of more progress. It's very different. And so I think a lot of cleaners who want to do organizing 
uh, you know, we we run a, um, a program for professional organizers and a lot of people who come into us have come from the cleaning world. And we're like, you, it's hard to do both because of the pricing model of the two, because, you know, the price point is very different. And how do you then, how are you worth, I don't know, 15 pounds today and then 40 pounds tomorrow, if you're the same person doing the same hours, if that makes sense. And so you've really got to, so, so it's a tough one to navigate if you want to go from cleaning into organizing or, or vice versa, of course. But um, that's a personal choice and you can do that with your business and you've worked that out. How do you get into it? So I think that um, the Association of Professional Declutterers and Organizers is fantastic. We have a trade body in the UK. Um, Ingrid, my business partner, used to be president. I used to be the head of the website and mentoring and stuff. So definitely that's a great place to go for training courses. Um, we do stuff within the declutter hub as well. So, you know, come and have a look at what we've got. We've got a Prosper program. We do calls, mentoring calls, all those kind of things. Because it's something that you really need to understand because it's not a straightforward business. You can't work 40 hours in this. It takes years and years to get off the ground to get you to a stage where you can potentially pay your mortgage from it if that's what you want to do. It's an, a fantastic business if you want balance. And so if you, if you, it doesn't matter whether you work, but you want to do something alongside other um, responsibilities that you've got, you know, caring for somebody, kids, all those kind of things. It's a brilliant one for balance. But in terms of paying the bills, it's not the most uh, kind of successful thing ever. I've got to be really honest with you, you know, because no, you know, we're dealing I'm with so cancellations a lot. We're dealing, you know, we're dealing with people that typically are disorganized, people that are nervous about picking up the phone and asking for help. And so it's far from straightforward. And so I want to put that little caveat in there. But if you get it over the line, it's an incredible business to be in, but it takes some building as a business. I'm glad you've said that because a lot of people think, you know, the, the streets are paved with gold, you know, is it going to be a great money spinner? And you're like, yeah, there's some challenges in there. And I yeah, think definitely, definitely. But it's a lovely bit. You know, I would I would wholeheartedly recommend it to people. But you've got to know. I think the biggest problem that people face when they come in as professional organizers, particularly people who love the aesthetic of things, and there's definitely a business, and we are very emotionally led, but there's definitely an aesthetic thing. You know, we talked about labeling, we talked about beautiful containers, we've all seen them, you know, all over TikTok and stuff, you know, and there, are, there is definitely a need for that kind of thing as well. But you need to know what you're coming into because the people that are going to pick up the phone and ask for your help typically are the ones that are overwhelmed and that with high levels of clutter. And sometimes you can't you can't change the world. And so as a professional organizer, you have to realize it's all about the client and not about what you want to do. And so we can't we, we sometimes get frustrated, particularly at the beginning, thinking I could do so much more if you would let me or if you would make that decision to let that thing go. But you have to go at the pace of the client and respect what the client's wishes are all the time. And so sometimes that means that you might only there might only be one of those bin bags of clutter that goes to a charity shop in a day when you know on a different day or with a different client it could have been 30. Do you know what I mean? And that would have made a big difference. And so it's really about taking a step back from it, taking the aesthetic out of it a little and going, that's not what we're here for. You know, the aesthetic can come way further down the line. But for now, we've got to deal with the emotions of that person and try and go on that kind of transformational journey. And you've done over the years, you've done an awful lot of different journeys with people, lots of decluttering. Obviously, you speak to lots of professional declutterers. But just as an end point, what is your most memorable decluttering story? You know, it's, it's so interesting because because everything, you know, we, I could talk about diamond rings. I could talk about money that we found. I could talk about all these things. But mostly it's about something that is 
lost forever that is found and that brings great joy to a lot of people and it's lovely to be there as a as a as a result of that but my most memorable is actually um Sandra one of my friends who we both know from handbags and briefcases we were talking about when we first started um which is a networking group in Manchester so Sandra's a good friend of mine we'd been out for coffee in the morning at the back in the day when I could actually go for coffee in the morning before I started work I'm like when was that but anyway so we went and she and Sandra's quite spiritual so she was kind of like oh this is on my vision board and I've got this on my vision board and I've got that and she loves pets right and so she was like and I want a Newfoundland dog anyway so that's the morning we go for coffee um sure enough I then go off from coffee go to my client and I turn up at a kind of smallish property in Manchester where one of my clients that I've not met before is in a in a small cluttered home with a massive black newfoundland dog that she has rescued from somewhere and she's like there's no way that i can keep this dog i don't know what to do but i've fallen in love with it i've had it for three or four days i just don't know what's going to happen with this dog and i'm like do you know what this might be just the best decluttering thing i've ever done so sure enough the phone calls were made and within four days the dog went from my clients to my friends and um yeah you decluttered a dog. I decluttered a dog. So, so it's an interesting one. But it was just one of those kind of written in the stars things. And that's the nice thing about, about life is that we can we can look and we can try. And we're not repurposing dogs every day, of course, but we can try and think of different homes for things and think outside the box a little bit. So, yeah, I decluttered the lovely Barkley. And I've met him and he's very cuddly, very uh, friendly. Um, but I did not know that he had been decluttered by you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's your answer. There's your answer. So, Leslie, thank you so much. It's been an absolutely pl- absolute pleasure talking to you, hearing all about the Declutter Hub and understanding a little bit more about what professional organising actually involves. Um, if people wanted to find out more about what you do, I'm guessing it's go to the website, which is what? Yeah, so we've got, if you're in the Northwest and you want a professional organiser to help you, we've got clutterfairy.co.uk. And then if you want more online, interested in the podcast or the membership, it's declutterhub.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And anyone listening to this podcast, if you liked it, please give us a like and a follow. I think you're probably going to ask the same on every one of your podcasts as well. It really does make a difference and allows us to keep going and investing more and getting great guests on. Thank you very, very much, Leslie. Oh, you're welcome.